Hi guys, welcome to another podcast where we introduce some of the amazing staff that are working at the Student Union. And I am Lucy. I'm Lucy Akula, the Black Student Support Coordinator for the SU and the school. Um, I'm doing these podcasts to um, showcase some of the amazing colleagues that I work with and what they do within um, our little organization. We're a very small team, but we do quite a lot. And to highlight just how much we do today, I'm talking to my colleague, Jack. Jack will be introducing himself and talking about some of his work. And we'll also be discussing some of the uh, projects that he has going on for the union. So welcome, Jack. Hey, thanks for having me, Lucia. So I'll introduce myself. I'm Jack and I'm the Governance, Communication and Sustainability Coordinator for the Students' Union. And I've been with South Students' Union for just over a year since last September. Amazing. So how are you finding your time at so as so far it's good it's varied it's kind of fun it's a bit difficult I think that students unions are very like unstructured there's a lot that happens in the academic year and it's a lot of responding to things but it makes for like worthwhile very like worthwhile work which is fun yeah, so um, did you know about SOAS when you came to work at SOAS? So what was your first um, idea of SOAS, of how SOAS would be? And what has changed since then? It's like, is your perception still the same? Have you had, what kind of experiences have you had at SOAS? And do you feel that coming to SOAS was still a good choice? So I had no idea that SOAS existed when I applied. I didn't even know where it was when I applied. I just applied because the job sounded good. And then I realized it was in London, which was helpful because that's where I was. So I had no expectations of what SOAS would be. But working here has been really good. And SOAS has been so far like very unique to the university experience that I had. So I did an undergraduate in Cardiff and a master's in King's. SOAS seems completely different to both of those. It's a lot more the student body seems a lot more politically active and like engaged. There's a lot more discussions and education going on. So even for me as like a member of staff, it's been quite educational to learn about like things that are happening across the world, like international politics and international situations that are arising and how people feel like there's a lot of things I wouldn't have engaged with on my own that I've engaged with through this job because students at SOAS are so like on the forefront of goings on generally. Yeah, and that's and that's really important. Um, so you mentioned like how students are very involved at SOAS and the student union is really a hub for that. Um, can you highlight some of the um, events or programs that you have worked on that has shaped your idea of what the SOAS community is? Um, so I think firstly, just through like doing comms for the SU, I see a lot of what goes on around SOAS. So I see what all of the societies are hosting. And it's really interesting for me to see like what students at SOAS find interesting and engaging and what they want to talk about and discuss. But I suppose for me, like within my role, the union general meetings have been a big way to see what the SOAS student body is interested in engaging in. So for example, with the like my reading list is black um campaign or with uh demilitarize like these things came to union general meetings to be passed as policy and those are the type of things that really like for me stood out as 
educational points about what students are interested in and how engaged students are and that they're really looking to make change and it was things that perhaps like I hadn't fully ever considered especially during my time in university and it was like those are the things that I find really amazing to see happening at SOAS that I don't know if they are happening elsewhere. That's great thank you and that part of student engagement I think student engagement is such an important aspect of not only being a student at SOAS but of course working in the student union and you do quite a lot with student engagement and representation. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so I think um, my role is obviously three different parts of governance, communication and sustainability. So a lot of the student representation engagement comes through the governance part of my role. So within that, there's I organise and run all of the SOAS Students' Union elections. So every spring in October when we elect the executive committee and the sabbatical officers. So through that, it's supporting students in nominating themselves for positions such as one of our sabbatical roles like activities and events democracy and education or one of our part-time officer roles so for example uh, people of color officer lgbt officer sports officer so it's interesting to help students and see why they want these positions what they want to run for what they're hoping to achieve within the year and sort of as i know that i'll then be working with them seeing what structures they'll need to engage with in order to actually like achieve the outcomes of the reasons that they're running for these positions. And then again, with the union general meetings and annual general meeting, these are opportunities for students to pass motions within the union. So you propose a policy motion that you want the union to adopt. Um, so within my role, students will submit their policy motions and I'll either help them form the motions, um, so make it correct for the format of the meeting and how we'll discuss the motions, or a lot of students will come to me and ask, like, this is what I want to submit. Uh, does this make sense? Is this something the union can do? Um, is this like, will people pick this apart? So, for example, if you are going to submit a motion, um, a policy idea, you have to make sure that you've thought about, like, what are the financial costs? Who does this? Who will be affected by this? Like, what groups will be affected by this? What yeah. questions might people ask? Um, so I help students like think about how they can make sure that these things pass in the union and that the union can enact what they want us to do. Amazing. That sounds like such a massive task, but it must be also very rewarding. And do you, when students come to you, do you feel like they are prepared or what is the, what would be the best way for students to prepare when they want to get involved? So elections, I always tell students when they ask me about elections, speak to the people who are currently in that position so you know what you're applying for and you know what your manifesto, if it's achievable or not. So um, a lot of people will uh, look at the sabbatical roles and they'll be like, I want this role. But then when they speak to the person who's in the role, they realize, oh, maybe that's not what I wanted exactly. Or <laughs> my campaign, like my manifesto doesn't align with this role. So look for what, like ask people in the roles what they do to see if it suits you and your aims. And then in terms of union general meetings with policy, I always like always recommend students to speak to myself and the democracy and education sabbatical officer first, just because a lot of the times things that go to general meetings, they might not need to go to a general meeting. We can um, like do a lot of things without having to go through the formal process. Or if we do go through the formal process, it's always good to speak to somebody uh, like myself or the Dem and Ed Sab, who's already like gone through this lots of times to double check it for you to make sure what you're doing makes sense and will uh, go through in like the easiest way possible. Amazing. So you said there are different roles. You mentioned SABs. What other roles are there available within the union that students can nominate themselves for? So we have two elections a year. The October election is for three of our part-time executive officers. So normally for the mature students, postgraduate research and postgraduate tour officers. 
Um, so they're part-time and they run October to October. And then in March, we have another election, which is like the big election. So the March election is for the four sabbatical officers who are four full-time roles in the students' union. So they work full-time for one year from July to July. And then all of our other executive officers. Uh, so for example, like the environment officer, sports officer, women's officer, working class officer, um, and they run from July to July. And then we also host another mini election for NUS delegates uh, to attend the annual NUS conference on behalf of SOAS. So you mentioned um, that the uh, major elections are in March, um, but I know that there are elections going on right now. Can you tell Can you tell us some more about the elections that are going on now and who's running? I mean, like what positions are running and why it is important for students to vote or even to just get involved in the conversation? Oh, so right now, we're hosting a by-election. So if we go through an election process and there's spaces that haven't been filled, then we'll rerun an election to fill them. So from the October election, we didn't fill the postgraduate research position. So we've opened that back up. And then um, in our current executive committee, the environment officer uh, who was elected in spring unfortunately stepped down. So we've reopened the environment officer position as well. Um, because it's important that we have this representation in the executive committee. Students can vote through the Students' Union website on our elections webpage. The webpage is always there, and it's basically the one place you should go for anything to do with the elections. It's got all the information about all of our officer roles, how elections work, key contacts for elections, and it's where you nominate yourself for elections, read manifestos for elections, and vote in elections. And I always say to students that it's really important that you do vote in an election because the students that are running for these positions will represent you in some way throughout the year ahead. So it's important that you do let your voice be heard in these roles, even if you don't think the role may necessarily affect you that much. So for example, the environment officer, you might not think that that will impact you too much, but it's worth looking at people's manifestos and thinking, how will this shape the students' union and the work that they do? Yeah, and I think that's such an important point. Like I ran for my student union committee in the Netherlands. So I have a very different student union experience than the UK one. And the experience, voting experience is different there, but the work is so rewarding as well. And I would really encourage students to to sign up for election, but also really to vote because it is these are students who are trying to make sure that student voices are heard and student voices are represented in different spaces, but also making sure that when we're having conversations in the union, we don't forget why we're there because students come to us, because students raise issues. And oftentimes it is the the execs that have direct contact with students. And it's a part-time role, so it doesn't take uh, up a lot of your time. At least it shouldn't take up a lot of your time. But it's still something where you can be uh, meaningful with your time. You can still contribute to a lot of the changes in the culture and in the environment that you want so as to be in. So that's really an important uh, aspect of voting as well. Jack, you mentioned a manifesto. What exactly is a manifesto and what what should students or people who want to nominate themselves for elections need to consider when draft manifesto? 
So when running in an election, you have to submit a photo of yourself so people know who you are and a manifesto. The manifesto basically outlines very briefly like who you are, what you're running for, why you're running for it and what you hope to do if you get elected. So students normally say like, hi, my name is this. I'm on this course. I'm running for this position because I'm interested in X, Y and Z. If elected, here are the like five points that I would like to achieve throughout the year. So there's no, we don't have any template for a manifesto. You can write it however you want, include whatever you want. Um, we do have guidance on the elections webpage for how you can write a manifesto. And I always tell students, look at the current year's officers' manifestos for like guidance and advice. But the most important thing with the manifestos is to outline just basically your main things that you stand for when you're running in a position, especially the sabbatical officer positions. Um, so if you're in the position, what do you hope to do during the year? Um, and why do you want to do those things? So do you want to do something because it's something you're passionate about and you've been involved in work related to this for the past year? So you really want to like bring it to the forefront of the union? Do you want to get involved in certain conversations that you haven't had the opportunity to before, but you understand that as an officer, you'll be in a new space with like SOAS senior management and you want to be able to have these discussions that you weren't able to have before. It's really about the things that matter to you that students will see and relate to and want to vote for you for. So what do students want and do you want the same things? Yeah, definitely. So that's that's really um, some good point pointers and tips. So basically, is talking about what you want to uh, do, how you hope to represent students, and what students are asking or needing at this moment. So um, if you are considering running for election, Jack is the person to talk to, and he will be more than happy to give you more information on that. Um, on the other note, Jack, I know that you do quite a lot of projects on your own as well. You you work with a lot of environmental projects. Could you tell us more about that? So, yeah, the sustainability part of my role is quite varied. So and there's an annual part to it, um, which involves working with the National Union of Students. They have a charity called Students Organising for Sustainability, who do a scheme called Green Impact. So every year um, they make a workbook for students' unions with, full of sustainability criteria, such as run a campaign, hold discussions on certain topics, find out your energy usage for your spaces and make goals to reduce them. Um, so students' unions have to complete these. So in my role, like I'm responsible for ensuring that we complete our workbook and do all of the actions that we physically can do. Um, the green impact actions are normally quite small because it's to encourage you to like take first steps in certain areas. So it's things like find out how much paper your the union uses in a year and make goals to reduce the amount. It's things like have a ban on balloons in events because obviously like balloons are single use. Small steps like that that can lead you to bigger change. And that's quite a, a fun thing to be involved with and to have discussions with other universities across the UK about what they're doing um, and how they're making these goals. And then as well as that, um, I'm involved in the Climate Action Group at SOAS, which is a group that formed from SOAS's declaration of a climate emergency. So it's myself and some SOAS members of staff and a lot of SOAS climate academics. And the group very much discusses sustainability and climate action in relation to SOAS. So for example, last year, we formed a proposal to include climate as a mandatory a mandatory module as part of a new core that SOAS were thinking of introducing to undergraduate degrees. So we formed the proposal for that. But unfortunately, I don't think 
the whole project idea of a new core module actually passed. So it didn't actually come to fruition. But this year, um, we are also looking at, for example, getting students involved in work with COP, which is happening next year, and seeing how to involve students more in making change at SOAS. And then also with sustainability, just miscellaneous like ad hoc work with sustainability and climate action. So speaking with SOAS to try and organize events. I recently spoke with the student reps who were interested in sustainability to see what they want this year. So, for example, we're trying to organize a climate careers talk with the careers service. And I've also recently launched a campaign called Climate in the Curriculum, which looks at how climate exists in the curriculum at SOAS and aims to see if the sustainable development goals from the United Nations are relevant to all the modules taught at SOAS, to see if SOAS is engaging with climate education, and if the student body wants SOAS to engage with climate education. And I definitely understand the need to include uh, sustainability in the teaching at SOAS. We, we talk a lot about decolonizing at SOAS, and decolonizing is an important issue for teaching and assessment, and also just the culture at SOAS. It is a bit surprising that sustainability hasn't been embedded in that conversation yet. Why do you think it's important to raise issues such as like teaching on sustainability? So I think if you look at if you look at university after you've come out of university, a lot of people that I know, for example, study degrees that don't necessarily relate to the job that they're in now. So university is a really good place for education. But a lot of people go to university for education itself, not necessarily to prepare them for a specific job. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go into university with the idea that I'm going to learn one subject and that subject is going to take up the rest of my life isn't really a fair representation. When you look at when you come out of university, you're going to engage in so much more than your degree. So for example, the inclusion of climate, climate change is going to affect everyone globally. Like that's just a fact, no matter what degree you study. And it's likely that people will come out of university and be in spheres where they'll have to discuss climate or they'll have to discuss issues related to climate, like climate migration. So it's important that students have a wider knowledge base and understanding than just the taught content of their curriculum. So it's important that they know about like decolonizing, they know about climate action, they know about, for example, like community and community action so that they can go into society and like make positive contributions in whatever area they want to. Yeah, and I think that's that's an important point. So we come to universities to receive an education, but I think an education is beyond what you think um, you're, you're going to be doing with it in the end. So issues on say, sustainability, which affect all of us, are an important part of that conversation. And I really do think that so as... We'll need to take this on at some point. So I'm happy to hear that you're taking on this this work. Thank you for that. We've also I've also seen that you rebranded our communication to the students, and it's amazing. We've received a lot of positive feedbacks on that. What other changes can we expect from the student union on uh, your side? So in terms of comms, hopefully our website will be updated soon. I've gone through as you know, Lucia, over the summer to map out all of the pages we have on our website to try overall to reduce the number of pages that we have, consolidate our information into less spaces, because currently we have information all over the place. It's not very accessible. Um, So hopefully in the new year, we will be able to update our website and have a new look so that it's a lot easier to navigate, looks a lot nicer and a lot newer. 
Um, we also have our BLE Moodle page, which hopefully people are engaging with, and it does look like people are engaging with it. So hopefully that will continue alongside our website so that we can have information a lot easier for students. And then recently we've changed our comms, our newsletter. So the Students' Union used to send a daily email to students, which from the beginning of me starting my role, I have not liked a daily email. I don't think it makes sense. Um, so we've now split the daily email out into two emails, one on a Monday and one on a Friday, one relating to events and one relating to like opportunities and information. So Monday's email is all about society-led events and Friday's email is all about like SOAS Students' Union information, SOAS information. So we've done that for about two weeks now and it looks like with the daily emails, we were having an opening rate of emails of about 40%. But since changing to these two weekly emails, the opening rate has gone up. So for the Friday email, we're getting about 60%. And then for Monday's email, we're getting about 70 to 80% so far. So students should be able to find information a lot easier now. Wow, that's really good. Yes, I think being bombarded by emails is just, oh my God, it's, it's a SOAS thing, I think, because you get emails <laughs> every day. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> And it's just too difficult to read or even open them all. So I'm great to see that this has had a really positive impact on our communications as well. So kudos to you. Well done. I would like to know if you have any other projects uh, in the future that you would like to do just related to sustainability or um, elections or even just the structure of the SU, because I know you had some really good ideas in the past. So what would you like to see change within the school or even just the SU? within our own small little team? So with, in terms of sustainability, the main focus for this year is hopefully making the climate and the curriculum campaign a success and being able to map as many modules as we can um, against the UN Sustainable Development Goals so that at the end of the year, we can have something to present to the school saying this is, what, um, this is how well you appear to be engaging with climate in the curriculum now this is how much appetite there is for it in the student body to be able to make changes to the curriculum. Because generally across the higher education sector, universities are starting to include climate as core parts of their curriculum, or they're starting to create completely separate modules on like service, community, climate, decolonizing. So it's important for SOAS to like stay ahead and stay on the trend with the other universities. In terms of other things for the Students' Union, I think a big part of what I've been trying to do over the last year is to improve the processes within the union. So, for example, the elections. Um, a, a year ago with the elections, we didn't have very much information for students. Now we have a web page with information on how to make your manifesto, how to run, um, more information on all of the roles, like a one-stop shop for the election process. And I think for me, from running the elections last October to this October, it's been a lot smoother and a lot easier for myself and for students to know how to engage in the process. I think in terms of changes for my role, I would like to see union general meetings. They could use a change. <laughs> They're potentially not the best form of democracy. I think that a lot of other students' unions no longer host union general meetings. Um, I do think that they're worthwhile for students to be able to engage directly in the policy-making decisions of the union. But within the current form of general meetings, they're perhaps not the most beneficial for us. So they're not the most accessible for students, both in terms of their structure and format. And uh, so they're not held online. We don't have online voting. It's a very rigid uh, meeting structure. So it's hard to have 
meaningful debate. It's hard to bring in motions that are fully formed. We don't give students the opportunity before the meetings to make amendments or to have feedback. Um, so I think that changes do need to be made there, but that involves wider constitutional change. You mentioned the um, SOAS newsletter, and I forgot to ask, really. Uh, so you mentioned that on Monday, this is the comps that you send out to announce students' activities and events and things that are going on in the school. What is the cutoff date for students to email you or for anyone to email you with something they want to uh, add to the newsletter? Cool. So for the newsletter on Mondays, which is our events newsletter, you'll need to email Hassan, the activities and events co-president, by basically by Sunday night. And then Hassan forms the email in the morning and sends it out on Mondays. And that's for any events being run by any society, sports team or campaign or student generally at SOAS. And then for Friday's newsletter, that's more about information and like opportunities So if, for example, you work with a charity and they have opportunities for students to come volunteer, or if, for example, you know that SOAS has, like SOAS has recently changed its mitigating circumstances policy. If you know that and you think that it's important that we circulate that to students, just send me an email by the end of the day on Thursday. And then Friday mornings, um, when I get in, I form the email to send it out. So anything basically before 10 a.m. on a Friday, and I can send that out to students too. I think I've, I think we've spoken on so many different things, but the last thing that I really want to know about Jack is: Are you happy with the way uh, where SOAS is headed towards? Are you happy with the changes SOAS in the union? Do you think we're making progressive change? That's a really good question. I think the union. I think it's hard for students to look at the union and to. Uh, see the changes that have happened but the union within the last year from when I started not saying this is because of me mostly because of Anna but from when when I started a year ago the union has changed a lot and it's really gone forward um, there's been a lot of changes that are more behind the scenes that maybe students don't see um, that mean that we're now in a better position to support students um, we've made a lot of processes a lot easier for staff and students to engage with and we now have better ideas of how to engage student groups we have better ideas of how the exec committee works i think there's a lot of changes going on in the union itself um, which means that we are now in a better position as a structure to support students and there's continued growth and continued development um, in terms of soas itself i think that change is being made within soas But I cannot comment on how that change is going, if it's positive or negative. I think students students are generally pushing for positive change. And I can see that students really want the best for SOAS, the best for their education, the best generally for the world and the wider population. I think SOAS are making trying their best to make positive change. But it, it, it's obviously, we're in quite an impossible place right now, generally, globally. So I can understand how it may not be going how they want, but I think that they're doing things. Does that make sense? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that. So uh, we're almost at the end of the podcast, and I just wanted to ask one final question. Um, you're over one. You're over one year in into your position. Uh, looking back, would you ha would you have still chosen to come to SOAS to work? Yes, I think I would. The role. 
at times has not been what I thought it would be. I took the role for the sustainability part of the job. That was the bit that interested me the most. It, my degree was in climate. I'm really interested in making like positive change uh, in sustainability and environmental action. The governance and communication were things that I had been involved in in previous jobs. So I knew that like I could do this role. I think I've enjoyed the last year. It's been a lot more challenging than I anticipated. I think that there was more, there was a lot of not work to do. <laughs> let me let me go back, scratch that. There was a lot to do in this role and there's been a lot of changes to make. And I it's been really good for me in terms of personal development to be able to see these see places in this role that I know need improvement and make those improvements and it's been really beneficial to be involved in the discussions that I've been involved in and the spaces that I've been involved in um so I would have taken this job again if I would have known that it was more governance and communication I could have prepared myself better but I'm in the best place now a year in knowing everything that I know having the role way more figured out and ready to run for years in advance. Thank you, Jack. And we're happy to have you. And it's amazing that you would still stay with us, even though, uh, even with all the madness and hecticness of working. (laughs) (laughs) We're happy to have you. And you have made some of the amazing contributions that have led to these changes. So thank you for that. And thank you for taking the podcast. (laughs) Anytime, Lucia, anytime.